Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Santuk footy to come on the Saturday of round 11. Santuk footy to come on the Saturday of round 11. Melbourne and Fremantle in the twilight and then in the top end, the Suns and the Hawks primary among them. Tomorrow, the Features in the twilight when Collingwood and Carlton, or in the three o'clock time slot. It's not the time, it's uh, halfway between afternoon and the twilight, isn't it? But uh, it'll draw a thumping crowd, you would imagine, to the MCG. On crunch time, Dermot Brereton, Brenton Sanderson, Sam Edmund, Jared Waitley, looking back at the events of the week before we cast an eye toward what is going to transpire in this round of footy. And North Melbourne has lived the week in the headlines. They Having been quite credible against Melbourne, you would have thought they'd come out of Marvel on Saturday and go, well, that's a week of relative anonymity. Mm. And that's not the way it transpired. Mm. Not when a critical mass in your recruiting department, those who lead the rebuild through talent acquisition leave for varying reasons. And the club has 48 hours where they couldn't quite work out how they were dealing with it publicly before trying to circle the wagons and say... She's all okay. <laughs> I take it from a different perspective. I understand it's less, absolutely less than ideal when your recruiting department <laughs> decides to exit stage left. Not great. And whatever the reasons are, yeah, you, you, you want them, you want a, a core of them at least to stay. One gets poached, you can, you can put up with that. <laughs> Maybe one of the other two or the other two leave on a disaffected beliefs and terms. And um, thereafter, I don't think the media has played a bad role in this. But then again, when you're at a football club, my honest belief is from a football club, you don't have to be answerable to the media. You've got to be answerable to your supporters. Mm. You must talk to them. And in the old days, we had to do that through the media. So there was a bit of give and take there. Yeah, we'll give you something here. These days, you can supply your own platform, which North Melbourne attempted to do shortly after. Was that Thursday? I think they sat around. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Just the disclaimer on that. It had been prearranged a fair way out. The the way the cards fell, it just happened to be that day. But they had been soliciting questions for that for the better part of a week. So it wasn't a direct response to this, just to point that out. And I was always of the opinion then, you don't have to run your agenda to the media's agenda. You don't have to fall at their feet and say, all right, we'll answer this question, this question, and this question. You can actually do it your way, whichever way you deem that to be. Your old forward line sparring partner had a similar take during the week on 360, Jason. Oh, the pig. Where he says they've clearly adopted the hang on tight, shut your eyes and and plow through it, deny, 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 everything's fine, all (laughs) rosy, we all love each other, we're all together. Is that Bung's... But no, he was saying, yeah. look, if it were me, I'm a bit old school. I just would have just almost ignored it. Yeah, you Business know what? As that, usual. that comes from having a coach, Alan Jeans, for so long. The two of us, there's no need to explain that. But clearly, that they've, gone, they've gone so <laughs> far one way, and he's saying, you yeah. know, we're way back here. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Anyway. Um, we, most of us thought at best at the halfway mark, they might be two and nine at best. One and ten, something like that. They're not that far in wins lost. This is where we probably thought they were going to be. 
They have been getting smacked, though. There is noise around the way the coach uh, has heavy-handedly dealt with some players. I I don't see that as a huge issue. I I think if you're playing league football, you've got to develop a fairly thick skin. I, I, I would sort of carry on business as usual. Hey, you can make your mind up outside what's going on. We'll answer to our supporters why this has happened. Three of our key personnel have gone. It's not perfect. We don't like it. This is something we don't like. That's the way it is, and we'll play along. We'll keep, we'll hold the course. That's my feeling on on the take. We are very impatient, though, aren't we? Like, oh, if, shit, yeah. we um, <laughs> we want. If I'm if I'm a supporter of my team, I want. I don't want to be on the bottom for too long, and it needs to be almost linear. The way that we see improvement, but it can be messy. There can be times when you have three or four games where you lose by sixty points plus, and you go to work, and unfortunately, your mates are just giving you a little bit of a, you know. Just teasing you a little bit about where your side is on, you know, position on the ladder. But success has to come at a cost somewhere, and this is what North Melbourne, I think, are enduring at the moment. They're teaching, they're teaching a style that David Noble and his team know wins finals, not just wins games or looks pretty or the players like playing. They're they're trying to establish a style that's going to win them finals longer term. Now I don't know how long that's going to take to get to that point: three, five years, seven years, eight years. <laughs> It's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time to wait. Um, and I don't mind their patient. midfield build. I don't mind that at all. I think well, that's Dan, on course. When you say midfield, so Simpkin, Davy Zuniak, Horn Francis, Taron Thomas, Tom Powell, Bailey Scott. I mean, they, they're all very slight, slim, talented, young Davy Zuniak isn't. He's a, power, yeah, he's, he's a powerful he's kid. He's solid. But yeah. I think what David Noble's teaching them is around clearance and contest mm. and at the moment, they're getting pushed off the ball too easy. And it's well, this just, is what they want Greenwood for in the absence right. of, of Ben Cunnington. And potentially, they they maybe cut a bit too much off when they look back at their list management mm-hmm. decisions. You know, which you can do potentially. Yeah, you, you yeah. sometimes need some of those um, those old school B graders. You know, yeah. to just do what some we of the call the rest. jobbers. Yeah, <laughs> just play a role and help develop these yeah. young men. But they're throwing them in the deep end. These talented young players. And look, look at every Premiership side. Hawthorne, Geelong, Melbourne. There was a period for five or six years previous to that yeah. where they played kids and they taught them a way to play. Um, and that was all around contested possession differential, ground ball differential, which wins finals, and clearance differential against your direct opponent. So if you're going to teach that with a, a group of young men, you have to be patient with it. But in the same breath, you have to have a culture and you have to have a, an environment which is welcoming, fun, engaging, um, that players still, even though you're losing, that they Isn't feel it fun when you, when, you, when you perform well? I yeah. never found football fun. I enjoyed it after the game. So it wasn't that fun. Just had your head kicked in by Essendon and Roger Merritt just split your earlobe in two. But what is fun, Derm, even when you're losing, what is fun if you're around a group of 45 to 46-year-old 18 to 35 year olds that during the week the environment is great like it you know despite, you love being in okay company. we had a yeah. loss the coach yeah. gave us a clip you know he showed us some vision of us executing our skills poorly um, but then you get around each other that's what builds really strong culture and if you don't have that um, well you have to get the right you have to you have to draft the right players and that's the most powerful changes I've seen at footy clubs have not come from the top down they've come from the bottom up. Mm. Right, so and I was lucky enough to be at Geelong in that great era, and 
it wasn't the top down. It wasn't Bomber Thompson saying, you guys have got to perform like this. What it was was all those young kids came in, Joel Corey, Jimmy Bartell, Steve Johnson, mm. Paul Chapman. Mackie. Yeah, yeah, and they said after after you know a season or two of performing poorly, we've had enough. We don't want to lose anymore. We're, we're actually going to change. So the players at the top end, you know, Scarlett and all those, they, they're the ones that had to change Mooney. So it was – it's bottom up. So and they towed the line, didn't they? Like Moon's changed his. That's no, right. he was mongrel all the we way through. We want to win. But yeah. That's, that's, yeah. And and forget about you know. Sometimes we target the people at the top. It, it's it's these young men, and I don't want to put too much pressure on them. They are gonna. They are gonna. If they want North Melbourne to succeed, these young men are gonna have to force change as well. You you did a thing with your you you, you like drew in the sand. Then you were, went you your pen in the air. You yep. drew waves about your peaks and troughs. Yep. On that graph, the top of the wave is when you're at your best. The window is open. The trough is when you're at rock bottom. The coach who picks up a team on the downward slide just before you hit the bottom, rarely does he hang on to that group. Yeah, yeah, you're right. At the top of the next peak. They don't make it through. Rare as hen's teeth does that coach last through that if he doesn't pick it up at the top. At the trough, if he starts before then, rarely does he get enough time to see it right through to the next peak. So the questions that sit before North Melbourne that we'll be able to judge in hindsight, separate to whatever is being said, is are they second-guessing their own recruiting in the rebuild so far? Is that inherent in what happened, where they were actually happy to lose the staff that they lost during the week? Because I suspect there was a way to keep at least two of those if you really had the desire mm-hmm. to because we're only halfway through the task that we all agreed to mm-hmm. is the environment overwhelmingly negative which we all hear enough um they say no and that's entirely up to them we'll know at the end of the year by who wants out and who's fully committed and can they ride the back half of the season if it doesn't turn for them in sort of in some sustenance on the scoreboard if they suffer heavy defeats as they have through the first half of the season what would that look like in the second half could they endure there's no real metric to measure this on you know you could say i mean they could come in two and 20 or they could come in four and 18 we'd first of all we'd straight up look at the four and 18 if you were just going on the metrics of it and say oh yeah that's all right but it might be an awful environment. Or as Sando says, it could be a great environment and they win too. There's no real metric to measure this on. This is a feel. And the only people who know this feel are, well, they throw a North Melbourne jumper on each weekend. They're the ones who determine that. And it's their decisions to make. Ultimately, it'll swing on whether or not they are building this the right way. So people keep citing Melbourne. I, are these the Mark Neal years? Or are these the Paul Ruse years? Yep. And in that's there, question, yeah. that, that, that's actually the crux of it. Mm. And it's only ever judged in hindsight. There's there's a bit around at the moment that has similarities to the Mark Neal years, but it may well prove to be the Paul Ruse yeah. years. But they but David both Noble, were during the rebuild phase. Yeah, David Noble was brought into the club because he was more, uh, uh, in his time at Brisbane, the Paul Ruse uh, style of management. And it was a management style. He wasn't coach. We can't forget that. But that's what they thought they were getting. And they might have that. We don't know, unless you're in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... 
bloody interesting one to see here. Uh, what they've just got to stay here. the course, Dan. They have Absolutely. to stay the course, and Absolutely. they have to have the right support around them, Jared. And they're going to lose. They're going to lose Zebul, Cunnington, Goldstein. They're going to lose some experienced leaders out of that group. They've brought in players like Core and Stevenson and Greenwood. It'd be nice to to pick off another one or two, you know, established, experienced mm. AFL players, but. Aiden just, hasn't worked for them. Just keep going for talent. Aiden Core hasn't worked for them. Stevenson hasn't worked for them. You, you have to say that. Aiden hasn't been the player we thought he'd be, What that which we saw at the Giants. Stevenson's not getting a game in a team which has won one game for the season against a, a an opposition side that um, had 28 players out or some ridiculous amount, and he's not getting a game there. So Jaden, with all that talent, is not working for them. They've... Yeah, they've got to nail their mature recruits. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Nail your mature recruits. Keep drafting great young first-round talent. Teach them how to play defense. Because normally, as you know, Dan, mm. the best young talent, they, they're their right. offense. <laughs> they're rolling down the other teach way. Them, yeah, teach them defense. Yeah. When these bodies grow, keep backing them in around around clearance and contest. Um, and you've, they've, they've actually got their template. They've played some good footy this year, but they haven't played a four-quarter performance yet. Can I give a compliment to North Melbourne, though? And and I found it even back in my years. You'd run out there and they never were gloriously supported by the masses. But whether it was thunder, lightning, hail, snow, there was a core of North Melbourne supporters would turn up every week and they would make you feel like you were overprivileged. They'd turn up in their T-shirts on nine-degree days and they were there for North Melbourne. And I'd take my hat off to them and they are still there. They're not getting the numbers they want. Of course, their season isn't going great, but good on those hardcore shin boners. I, I love them. I think they are fantastic. So stick in there with your club yeah. and, and, and make everybody yeah. else want to, want to be a, the equal of you in your support for your club. You've lived the week in the reporting trenches mm. on this, Sam. What are your reflections? It's just concerning what you hear, I suppose. And when we speak to people who are employed in there, we speak to people who were employed in there. And when I look at North Melbourne, and, and I know Derm, Sandy, you can speak, Jared certainly can as well. This was a club that was, for a long period of time, its one word was its culture and its people first atmosphere and environment and attitude. It wasn't the bling and the bucks and look at our facilities. It was yeah. look at our culture. And that was a lure in itself. They don't appear to have that anymore. And and I think that's the cause for so much concern. So it's not just a recruiting department. This is actually the last department that has been turned over under David Noble's regime. And there, there's reasons for that too. I mean, you can't come in to, to, to create a culture of excellence and, and, and to shift the, the fortunes at a club without making change. But we're talking 40 to 50 staff who have been turned over. I mean, the high performance that a broom put through it last September, strength and conditioning, medical, clearly the footy department, the restructured roles around the footy manager and the head of football talent. And the recruiting department was actually the last department that had been untouched during the noble regime. So now that is about to change as well. So... All the things we hear are concerning, though, that it's not a happy place to be. And it's not just about the players. It's about the staff as well. So is everyone rowing the boat at the moment? And are they motivated to row the boat in the same direction? And, and if it is, that is to change. And it's going to take a heck of a lot of work from the top down, from the bottom up, all those things at the moment. I, th I think that's a real watch. But Jason or Francis, we've beaded the trenches with Jared. So... <laughs> 
So when it comes to him going back to Adelaide, just to simplify this quickly, this is a story that I've been working on for several weeks. I was aware of the pitfalls and the booby traps with something like this. Certainly not to overplay it, just to stick to the facts. And it did take several weeks around the time from it actually happening to the week just gone to establish the way the facts are. And the facts are that the club gave the players the Monday off after flying back from Perth. That loss to Fremantle. That decision was made on the flight back to Melbourne by David Noble and the head of footy, Dan McPherson. When they got to the airport, they literally, physically got them in a huddle by the luggage carousel and said, you can have Mondays off. Go back and see your family. It's Mother's Day weekend. So they gave them the, if you can, go and see your mum and dad, go and see your mum and wish her well. Jason Orn Francis took that upon himself to go and see his mum, of course. His mum lives in Adelaide. He goes home, he flies back, and then he flies back to, to, to Melbourne, unbeknownst to the club. Did he miss any, any engagements with the club whatsoever? No. no. Mm. But he didn't tell the club he was going. The club didn't know he was going. There's a SADA whereabouts checks and, and, and all that. So when he did come back, they said, look, look, Jason, this is not, we're not punishing you. We're not suspending you. But you need to know that you need to tell us when you're going to Adelaide. When anyone's flying into state, the club needs to know about it. So, and David Noble said, we sat down with him and said, there's protocols. What happens if he's drug tested and the club doesn't know his whereabouts, the club gets fined. Now that is under the SADA drug testing protocol. Mm-hmm. So I used the term, Jared. I thought very carefully, he was cautioned. Now that to me says he was cautioned. We can get bogged down in semantics all we like. Was it a hanging offence? No. As an 18 year old, he's learning. Even the number one pick has to learn on the go. So no one's saying it's the, it's the world's biggest issue, but just the fact that he went, Perth and back, that's two flights. Adelaide and back, four flights, five days, hammy tightness, a trip that Hobart coming up. He had carried a big load anyway as an 18-year-old first-year player, played every game, played in the preseason. So there's just some learning on the go with that, that's all. There's every possibility, if he had it, just said, listen, I'm going to fly home to see mum. They might have let him go. Yeah, cool. Yep. Of course. Of course. So simply a reminder of your professional obligations and responsibilities, no more, no less. Is there any history of a first-round pick staying only one year? Is there Nathan? Yeah, Tom, I was going to say Tom your Boyd best mate, got, Boyd. Tom Boyd got blasted out of yep. the Giants by the Bulldogs. Yeah, so that's just that, that's the open question. Yeah. is will one of the South Australian clubs try to do that? What was it, seven million over seven years, uh, and they blasted him out? Mm. Um, so that 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 just stands as the Tom these Scully will left all after be judged two in hindsight. And that was for big money as well, up to up to the up to the Giants. So look, again, this is not unusual. The number one draft pick or a first round draft pick hasn't re-signed yet. That again, this has been twisted over time. Even if half of his draft intake from the top ten have already re-signed, some signed before that, re-signed before that, even played a game. Now that's up to his management, Ben Williams, to decide what the best play is. The story was more that they were at the negotiating table. The conversation was happening. North Melbourne, for their part, thought they were really close to getting Jason to put pen to paper on an extension. And then for reasons that only Jason and his management know, they chose to step back from that. So that that is the origin. That is what makes it an interesting point of view, that they're clearly biding their time now towards the end of the year, at the end of the year, and who knows where it goes from here. So we say there are no external metrics. There are a few internal metrics. That signature on that contract is a metric. That'll tell us a lot about what we need to know. Yeah, but if I was his management, given how good the kid is, I'd say don't sign. And kid might have the conversation with, with management and say, well, I don't really want to go anywhere. Yeah, we know that. But this is what I, you're paying me to do. And I'll get you more money by not signing right now. I'll get you a better deal. So, so if he's not, he might be North Melbourne's best player come round twenty-two. It's every and chance, then, well, he's definitely going to be it within about thirty games. Hmm. 
Mm. You're talking but then in the interim, 12. surely you're duty bound if if you are Adelaide, Port Adelaide, to ask the question, to keep the line of communication, to open the dialogue with his man. Hey, you're duty bound to ask the question if you're Geelong, yep. <laughs> Carlton. You, all be... You've got to ask the question. But I, I would see it at this point in time as management, his management, is saying we will find you a better deal at this club. That's common sense. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.